0: I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, V Rob turned me on to this stuff, and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoke and sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the mad cow, which is a nice, peppery slap in the face. (laughs) One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks,
1: rubs, and spices.
2: Here we go. You are now listening to random ramblings rock. Boom, boom. So be ready for some random shit from Rob Now everybody stand up and lift your arms Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars Go piss on Mars What? what? so random, it's all gravy The podcast is Rob, shit. Yeah, go crazy Yup All no kind
3: of shit like that
2: That's what Rob says when he runs off track Fun fact, tuck that in your brain Fuck that, nuts as we act insane And in the fast lane, still smooth like butter Rob, dude, you you oh, might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping camp. the ramblings? Get so random, what's happening? I'm babbling. So much you can't handle me. Chattering teeth. Sound like a battle axe bashing the beat. Don't laugh on my speak. Cause really, we're just some idiots. I ain't talking about a little bit. I'm talking fully illiterate. Like little kids trapped in a grown man's body. Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan Party Like it's a party of your life. We party all night. Blackout, that's how we party it, right? Hit the Walmart cause we bored the shit. Instagram and upload the video. <laughs> look at look at it. Rob hanging out in the Walmart for no reason. Just Instagramming. He got his phone out walking around looking at himself like hey look at me. I'm walking through Walmart. It's so random Rob. It's so random, random. but that's what we love. Random ramblings with random Rob. Ramblings. Random ramblings. Random motherfucking. Random, freaking ramblings. Freaking motherfucking random ramblings. ramblings. Random ramblings. Ramblings. Random ramblings. 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 Blab Blab. Blah blah, blah blah blah
3: what up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast. If you're a first time listener, I appreciate you for giving my show a try. And if anybody referred you to me, um, if you're in the vicinity of that person, go ahead and give them a crisp high-five and tell them thank you for referring you to an awesome show. And um, if you're not in their general vicinity, you can just go ahead and uh, hit them up on your social media platform of choice, which you can follow the Random Rounds with Rob on, such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all those things. You can slide in their DM and be like, hey, dog, thank you for that recommendation. And you don't have to whisper, because, I mean, it's text, so it doesn't translate into words unless you're doing a voice message. Then I wouldn't recommend you whisper either, because you know it'd be creepy as fuck, is one. So, But anyway, anyway, that's enough of that shit. Uh, I got a guest with me here on this edition of the show and uh, blast from the past. A dude grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up in, Lake Charles, Louisiana, and um, I see him doing things here on the interwebs and whatnot, and I just felt the overwhelming urge to reach out to him, first of all, to reconnect see how you doing and everything and whatnot because I think the last time I seen him in the flesh was like an awkward meeting in a Walmart or somewhere which isn't unusual for me but just to bump into somebody after many years and not seeing as and it is in the Walmart randomly but that's how it goes sometimes for me anyway um, a philosopher uh, a seeker of knowledge a purveyor of the truth joining me on this edition of the random Realms of Rob podcast Height Roberts, how are you, sir?
1: Hey, what's up? I go by the name Height the Great these days, mm. but yeah, straight out of gospel. You know, I've been knowing Rob for quite a long time, and we did run into each other in Lake Charles, I believe, at a Walmart, yeah. and it was very strange because you know your ongoing thing with Walmart. <laughs> and it just so happens that we would link back up at Walmart, and I think that's really how we got back into contact and yeah. you know exchange numbers and stuff in the Walmart
3: exactly because um i think at the time uh you were just starting out with the your daily tracker app or something right
1: oh i guess yeah if you don't know you're listening i do so many (laughs) different things and you know
3: go ahead yeah yeah i was agreeing with you you do so many goddamn
1: things yeah and they do say you know they have that whole cliche of uh Uh, a jack of many trades, a master. And then I think I'm quite, I do quite well at a lot of different things, you know, because I do spend the time to try to figure out how to do it and to become proficient at what I'm trying to do. But yeah, I do, um, you know, make apps and things like that. And I have an app called Photo Journey where you basically can track journeys through photos. So like even stuff around the house, I see like, oh, there seems to be a water stain on the wall, right? I take a picture Then I could take a picture in a month or two months or a year later to see the progress of this, you know, defect to the home or, you know, stuff like my hair, growing my hair. I get to see how long my hair is getting. So I guess I was um, in the making of that app at the time when we met again. Yeah. But let's take it
3: all the way back. Uh, All the way. All the way. Um, Because, I mean, I pass very, very differently differently. we grew up in Gosport together. You grew up a couple of streets over from me. Um, I was on the corner. Yeah, what street were you on? I was on the corner of in uh, and uh, Gos.
1: Oh, cool. Now I'm Shattuck and Martha.
3: Yep. You was all down there. See, the interesting thing about us, I mean, we know each other. Through other people or whatever, because I don't really recall us just like, you know, me coming over to your house, you coming over to my house. But we just shared the same group of uh, friends and whatnot. Yeah,
1: because, you know, Derek and them were across the street from me on Martha. And, um, you know, in school at lunch, you know, we used to sit together all the time. I remember when you got your... Damn, I believe. It is. <laughs> yeah, my, tattoo. Yeah, one of my first tattoos
3: or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. So, and, yeah, man, that was uh, in
1: hindsight. In, oh, see, do 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 your listeners know about that? Uh, no. <laughs> Ooh, I'm dropping some I'm dropping some history on him. Yeah, go ahead. I mean if you if you know the origin story, you can go ahead and lay some I don't know the origin story. I know that it's an acronym and it was maybe the ethics were funny. I don't know. Nah, it was the Freaky. Oh, freaky go. ass nigga. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, but I remember when you got it, yeah, I think you you were still in high school and we were at the table at lunch and I seen it and I'm like, man, this dude's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know what the hell I was thinking at the time. I was just like personally, you know, I was just going through stuff changes as a teenager and everything cuz my first tattoo was at 16. So hmm. around that time was like the first time for a lot of things and then damn me uh taking that tattoo kind of, you know, shows you what those uh things
1: were in telling. Oh, you got so. your first piece and then you like, let me get a tattoo to let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I I was trying to
3: put the rumors in or whatever. Cause somebody told me that I I was uh, cool at what I was doing, and I was just like, yeah, spread the word. You know, <laughs> I was just trying to I was trying to get that 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 old school clout or whatever, whatever, so yeah. I can big up off of that. <laughs> yeah. So sixteen years old, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Yeah, man, and you know, so. Disclaimer. I mean, you you say, you say I'm a crazy ass dude. Now I, I can agree with your with your statement because I was a silly ass dude. I still am, but like to you, like from from my perspective on you or whatever. I mean, you were weird to me because. You know, you weren't in the same mind frame as a lot of us, a lot of people in our peer group or whatever, because, you know, just what you were saying earlier, you were pursuing a lot of hobbies and everything to where we were just trying to be kids and get our fingers into other things or whatnot. I mean, you might have been trying oh, yeah. to do that, too. I don't know. But, you know, you you were more tech savvy from what I remember. At oh,
1: the yeah. Time. So my mama, you know, she spent the income tax check while we were living in the projects mm-hmm. um, because we had moved from Gasport for a while from the same spot into projects on um, 18th Street. Yeah. And I believe it was there. She took an income tax check, spent like two G's on a computer in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I got into that and I started making websites, graphics and doing all that stuff. You know, so then I develop different hobbies because before that you know it was always like everybody else we're into sports and just going outside and playing you know and then by the time we get back to you know gospel, sport then you know those are some of my interests so you know when like you and Derek and um another person who's still kind of doing music now you know because i got into doing music on the computer yeah. <laughs> too um little louisiana out there playing basketball while i'm just in the house on the computer trying to do all these different things and I just go over there, hey, I know you rap, come on and pull him out yeah. of your group. <laughs> and then, you know, that's those were the sort of things, you know, I was doing, you know, we were doing at that time. So yeah, and even in those little groups, they we always had, you know, people who are black, um, specifically, mm-hmm. who were into, you know, that technology and stuff like that, yeah. because, you know, like our partner wheel and um Ronnie and stuff and you know terror we formed this group where you know we play some um online games what are those games called now i'm sure you know yeah, we'll with me. the big um where you play online mmo M-O-S, maybe yeah mm-hmm. yeah like ultima online Hell you used to yeah. play that stuff you know <laughs> <Used laughs> on oh, <and> down <dial> up <laughs> yeah, yeah used to do the the
3: macro codes and shit so damn it'll oh, still yeah. be active while i was at so- school and all that <laughs>
1: Yeah. So we had other interests because, you know, at the time, nobody could really afford computers and stuff too. And it wasn't, you know, just normal that everybody had devices and computers to be able to do this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of, once you experience that, like a lot of people have noticed over the years, you get attached to the stuff that technology can do. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of start separating your friend groups in that way back then. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, the gist
3: of it or whatever because like we didn't hang out because of those things that you just kind of laid out because like we were all always outside doing sports or in the house playing Nintendo 64 or some crazy shit or whatever or just driving around yeah. going doing other stuff to where you was focusing and honing our craft and shit which you know I can't be mad at you know I wish I kind of did yeah. the same thing but uh, let me tell you something I'm gonna be real with you or whatever you know I did not like you in one aspect and I'm gonna tell you why specifically Uh-oh. why um You were like I said, you was into the computer shit, and I was into it for from a certain standpoint as well because I was um trying to make screw tapes on the computer as well. I found out how how to Uh do it and shit because I mean the then the tech that came with the computers at that time you didn't need it like how it was now because like. It came stock in the computer now you got to buy all these third-party shits and you know they make you pay for all the stuff that you're gonna need but when it used to co- right when you used to pay all this money for these computers all that stuff came with it automatically but you know the game didn't change so I got into you know audio editing and everything like that at the time you know recording tapes on the computer freaking um trying to do graphic design You were already doing that and, you know, kind of, you know, making it your own. I remember the very first time I saw your jeweled out hot water entertainment logo and (laughs) it blew my motherfucking mind. And I remember coming to you. I was like, how did you do that? Because I wanted to learn. I want you to bless me with the knowledge so I can go do my own thing in which you did not. (laughs)
1: You told me. What did I say? I don't even remember. I don't even remember
3: the exact words, but it was basically like, no, pretty much. Bottom line. Oh, wow. And I was just like, Hmm. you fucking asshole. And forever then, at the time, you are an asshole to me.
1: (laughs) But Hmm. that's very weird because, you know, like you talk about how you taught yourself, um, you know, audio editing and stuff. You know, when we were doing music and stuff, I would bring people in, you know, or people who were there and show them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't understand. Like, why would I just be like, no, maybe if you were there, but one of the things is, you know, somebody brought that logo up recently and they was like, Oh yeah, we need to redo this logo or whatever. I'm like, no, this, in comparison to where we are today, that would not stand up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but nowadays I really do preach that, um, you know, that we do help the, <laughs> help other people <laughs> to kind of get to where we are if we can. Yeah, and uh, you know, so when I was making um logos and you know graphics and stuff like that, were you trying to uh make uh slow down tapes and stuff too?
3: Well, see that that's why I kind of wanted to chop it up with you. I want to see what your viewpoints was on it because, like in hindsight, I'm thinking about it now, and even as we're talking about it or whatnot, I just kind of feel like you might have felt like I was competition. Or whatever mm, and but i mean i don't know but i you know i really don't know i mean it was just like some kid shit or whatever so i mean i just brushed that shit off to the side but at the same time you know it motivated me to learn the shit and mm. seek the knowledge on my own and whatnot and i feel like if you did show me because i mean the same thing happened when I, uh you remember ramsey right ramsey henny yeah yeah he oh was, yeah, yeah i yeah, remember What
1: happened to him you know he he became he started doing a whole bunch of graphics and stuff yeah and, you know, he was doing videos, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he, he's still
3: down in L.A., Charles. That's oh, okay. A, that's, a, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's of that. one
1: of the things I wanted to get on, too. Like, I feel I kind of got left behind mm-hmm. in that aspect, too. Like, you're saying you thought I was ahead of you. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, because we do have similar paths, I went to the Marine Corps yeah. at about 20, and I basically kind of left all that behind, and it wasn't until I got out yeah. Where, you know, I ran into uh, my homeboy, Tarot and I'm like, you know, the stuff he was doing with websites and stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so behind. And I basically kind of taught him to do that. Yeah. You know, and it's like the student passing up the teacher and I'm looking like, dang, look at what my student can do. And because <laughs> I took this detour. Yeah. Just, so then I had to go and I'm like, all right, now I know I need to get back on that track because i Felt that I did leave that track, kind of like you were saying that you did. I should have stuck to it, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially with this boom that came later. Like we did not see that. Hell no. Back in those days, the late nineties, early
3: two thousands. Nah, because I, I remember you did a um, a special on your webs your website. Here I am talking like an old person on your YouTube channel <laughs> where we talking about uh, <laughs> graphic designs like pen and pixel and everything or whatever. And I can oh just yeah. Remember, Off the strength, I mean, buying No Limit uh, albums and all that shit just because of the graphics on the freaking cover.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I tell that story all the time about, you know, I was making those websites back in the 90s. But one of my first websites that the public would want to view was about Down South Music, which was. I happen to do a lot on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. It's about those albums doing reviews. We were posting up early releases and all kinda stuff. Back in those days. Like so, you know, the technology now that people are thinking are new is really, really old. Like streaming albums, we were already doing this stuff, you know, even before the time of, you know, Napster and all that, you Mm -hmm. know, when that got big.
3: Yeah, it's just weird. It's like everything that is old is new again (laughs) you know yeah it's just pretty much just people just found a way to change the game or whatever how to monetize everything you you know you see it in apps you know they got all these in-app purchases and video games they got microtransactions and all this other crazy shit they found a way to charge charge it to the game so to speak
1: (laughs) yeah for everything you know so like Probably my first time, you know, using Photoshop was a bootleg copy way back then. Exactly. You know, same, <laughs> same. You know before Photoshop had become this common term in the public, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that that was the program. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I was using just paint. looking at files not too long ago and I'm like, oh, I have old Photoshop files. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like just some random program that was out there. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years, like (laughs) Photoshop alone.
3: Yeah. I was just like, man, I remember using paint in the beginning, just straight straight up Microsoft paint. paint.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's like the whole, that's why I push technology so much because it allowed me to be able to do so many things. And it's really not hard. You know, I think people just look at tech as if, you know, it's it's something that's hard to do, Mm -hmm. but, you know, when um at the time where everybody was getting on pro tools and if y'all don't know pro tools is a Mm -hmm. program that's used basically the de facto standard in um audio production or music song production in pop music i will you know i that software and stuff was not accessible to us yeah so like rob was saying you know your computer would come with you know, software that could record and stuff, very terrible software. (laughs) But, you know, I've made this connection that, hey, music can be recorded or made on the computer using these um, programs and basically finessing them in my own way to come out with a a similar end product quality, much lower than the other people were making. So, you know, like, if I'm making those connections at, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, you know, to get your children today into that sort of mind frame, you know, because like you were talking about, y'all were outside, we were inside, you know, there's this overarching theme right now that it's bad that your kids are inside just on their devices, but it's about what they're doing on those devices, you know, because I don't think I'm a much worse person because, later part of my childhood, I wasn't going outside and just running around, you yeah. know, rolling in the grass every day.
3: Yeah. And you get into less trouble that way, too.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I got, I got but, in hell of trouble. What, what also, yeah, it would also help, you know, we were uh, you know, of course, in rap music. Mm-hmm. You Everybody's not going to be, you know, I guess geek for the uh, lack of a better term. Yeah. So you also go get people who are different. Yeah. You know, the geek drives, you know, the business side or the technology side. But you do need those people who aren't into that. So, you know, there was this kind of a bridge there where, you know, now I'm into this other world, you know. So, you know, we go out, play football and hurt each other and stuff. like (laughs) that. But, yeah, you know, when you're going to get those rappers, you're going to get people who aren't exactly into what you are into. But then, you know, when it's just me as the um, technophile, I guess you would say, and five people in your rap crew or whatever, then that influence is going to be more than that tech part of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there was mistakes where we really didn't stay on the trajectory to be the big presence online and come out on the other side as the, the soldier boy, for lack of a better term, the one where, you know, um, the internet or, social media, the first big act to come out from that domain, yeah. we kind of went more traditional probably because of the influence of the people yeah. who were around who didn't understand what was going on technologically. Yeah, yeah exactly. As I, I had. And I, I know
3: exactly what you're saying and whatever. It's, just, it's the cost of being different or just trying to do something unique. You know, you have that whole, you know, just we'll use gospel as the example. I mean, you and the five of you just you know creating your own shit but everybody in gospel is on that old shit just like man what is this crap you know what is this come computer
1: what is this computer I
3: know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah and you know you then you get to try to get other rappers to come in right because everybody's spending money studio time and going to houston to get the best yeah, producers yeah. and the best studios when hey it's right here. Wait a minute. These guys right here are just recording on this computer. And then, I, you know, other people started to do it at the same time. So, you know, we had like HOG. We had Small Hood right there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, people started to do that. So then I think, you know, our we do have a big influence on the way that um, the rap industry or whatever in Lake Charles um, took its form. Mm
3: hmm. Cause, I mean yeah. I can remember the music coming in and it would come straight from Houston I mean people would go there they would bring the tapes back they would copy them and damn they would distribute them that way and what not yeah. where like there was a home base yeah. for people that could do that shit here and nobody had to go out nowhere because I can remember my childhood being heavily influenced by Houston and I didn't realize it until I moved to Houston because I mean they represent their artists <laughs> Yeah, they represent their artists heavy here. So I'm listening to the radio. They got Trey Day out here and, you know, Paul Wall running around here. I ran into him just out in the wild and shit. I'm just like, oh, shit, it's Paul Wall, baby. <laughs> and I was just like, I listened to all these motherfuckers when I was in Lake Charles and, you know, Lukiki and all these people. And I was like, I didn't realize how much their music influenced my childhood until I moved to Houston. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And how much they influence our culture. I, you know, we talk about it all the time where, you know, Lake Charles is kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. You got New Orleans on one side. trap. You, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got Houston on the other side. So it's and to me, you know, we do have that Creole slash oh, yeah. Cajun culture there. But, you know, we're heavily influenced by those outside effects because, you know, when it came to the arts and basically access to those industries, we really didn't have it in terms of even like, you know, the technology or even the resources to gain the technology to put out these products. So even with like, um, X mob, you know, they were out in the Bay area and then, um, you know, it took somebody from Texas, you know what I'm saying? To really put them on, um, Pimp C, you know what I'm saying? Like we knew, like we knew them as a Lake Charles group, but the moves they were making weren't, you know, in Lake Charles. So, you know, even their influences were from, you know, eastern Louisiana and Texas. Yeah. And then like. And I think it's spelled that way to this day. Yeah. Even later on in the music industry where you had that big Baton Rouge Jigger music, you yeah. know, um, that has a big influence on the way people in, you know, southwest Louisiana are making music.
3: Yeah. And then like um, you even talking about, you know, the opportunity for the music here, you know, where we're from or whatever. I mean, you can talk about Master P and No Limit and all those other guys. But at one point in time, P left New Orleans to go somewhere else to put the music out. So, I mean,
1: oh, yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah. So it's all determined by who makes up the industry or who's running the industry. You know, you had L.A., uh, New York and then later on Atlanta so if you really do want to make it you know in those times you had to travel to those places mm-hmm. but you know like I said again the internet and it's not like people say all I got to do is post and keep yeah. posting Hell it's not. more than that it's about reaching the actual people who would like or it be into you know what you're into yeah. and you know so of one of the things I do that I don't <laughs> that everybody probably don't know, I am into marketing. I've, you know, I've taught web development at, you know, when I was up in Dallas um, at this um, community college and also digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and when people hear that term, they're thinking, you know, jumping in people's inboxes and spamming <laughs> them and stuff like that. that. When it's don't a lot that. more to it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's a lot more to it. And I will just straight out say it with a lot of people. If you go online to try to figure out, you know, what should I be doing online? They're going to tell you those same things of just post and when to post and how to post. Mm-hmm. But all of those people are paying for yeah. online advertising. Exactly. They definitely are. And that is the piece that a lot of people are mi- missing because you're not because they use that to actually reach the people who they want to reach. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now um
3: let's talk about the the journey. I mean, what came first for you? Was it the did it grow into technology or was music always the forefront?
1: Well, I think just like with most black folks, you know, when you poor you don't really have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you enjoy the times when you're around your family and music playing everything. So from that aspect, watching, you know, uh <laughs> video soul and all that, playing fiddling around on a keyboard, you know, mm-hmm. that was there but the computer came i would say maybe around age 12 and i jumped on the internet and i don't know how i thought of this but i was like i want to make a website Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it started yeah and you know i used to record my little nephew who was probably for freestyling (laughs) quote-unquote freestyling you know and you know just trying to every once you people don't understand how significant that was at the time because Mm -hmm. these stuff didn't exist our entire life in our um, environment. It just popped up. So when you get it, you're trying out everything. What can this thing do? At least that's how, you know, I took it once I got it. Because, like, I mean,
3: the website thing, too, like, even building that, I can remember doing the same thing when we got internet in the house, and I was just like, that shit was free, too. dog. I mean, you you didn't... (laughs) It was just there on the computer to use because I can remember trying to make a Dragon Ball Z website. I was posting different anime pictures and everything and you know, it was just Mm. there. You just pick the page and you fucking drag and drop, size it up,
1: put the text on Hmm. there and you just save the shit and you had a freaking website. (laughs) Yeah, so um, and then that natural progression, right? And then your website you need graphics, right? Mm. So you put graphics so you figure out how to make um, and edit graphics. And then it's just that natural progression. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just. Yeah, but it, there's it, a funny it, story. Oh, yeah, in yeah, that, yeah dude, tell you me. You know, where, you know, I was figuring out, you know, HTML and all that, <laughs> how to make websites. You know, I was an honor student in school. So, you know, I made pretty good grades. Yeah. And one time we had to do a, a report or some essay or something. And I did it, but to format it, I made it as a website, and then I printed it out. And my teacher tried to fail me for it for plagiarism, saying I got you it, got it right. off a website. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's my like, no, website. I
1: built this. <laughs> I did this. Like because it's inconceivable back then, yeah. that a kid in school would actually have the ability to make a website. Yeah, and then that, that was to your
3: point the knowledge of this stuff wasn't accessible to everybody. I mean, even adults didn't understand this shit. You know? Yeah. My first DVD player was not a... It, it came inside of a computer. You know? So I didn't have... Huh, a fu- yeah. It, it, it didn't come from a... You know, I didn't go... Because the, the player itself was like damn near $1,000 when that technology started becoming available to the public. But my first huh. DVD player came inside of the computer that my mama bought.
1: So, yeah, and I, I like to say the uh, CD burner changed my life. Oh yeah, boy. that was another step to me mm-hmm. because you know I was um, messing around with the audio editing and everything, and then the CD burner came along, yeah. and I'm like, "Wow!" Automatic distribution. But they were re- those CDs were real expensive, y'all. yeah. So, all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I I would burn CDs, a uh, bootlegger, right? Mm-hmm. So for a couple months. That's what I did. Nobody has CD burners. So, you know, you could come along, you know, make some money as a kid selling CDs to people for, you know, five dollars probably back then. Yeah. And then, you know, I get it up to the point where basically I'm the CD man. No one else have them, you know, especially in our age range. Yeah. I have the CDs and then I have the ability to edit audio. Mm-hmm. So the next step is to slow down and chop this stuff that I learned. But what's funny about that is, the first time I did that, it was actually on cassette. (laughs) 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 It was actually on cassette. The very first Fahrenheit Hot Water Slowed and Chopped Project mixtape was on cassette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And then after that, you know, I started doing them. You know, I didn't have to bootleg anymore because I had my own product. Exactly. You know, so from the CD burner, here I go burning cds every single day you know going to uh office depot to re-up every single day as a kid you know (laughs) i'm like mama you gonna take me to uh office depot (laughs) but i guess she was cool with that because i basically had a job and you know i wasn't getting in trouble really exactly you know staying in the house burning cds and messing with audio Mm -hmm. yeah because i can remember
3: doing the same thing um I tried to make a screw tape, (laughs) and this shit was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. Because let me tell you, you probably had a whole different method of doing your thing because, I mean, you you had a more professional polish to your product. But for me, I was just (laughs) – hear me out. They had a default player on the computer I had. You know, I could slow down the tempo.
1: Sound recorder? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: dog all I was doing was pressing the repeat button like the back button to make that shit skip the oh, child. <laughs> that's man. all I
0: was doing
3: <laughs> and dog uh, this shit sounded so fucking horrible I was just dragging the cursor huh. hitting the back button and everything and I can remember going over there to uh, Josh house up there on the corner and I had my little boom box and I was like hey dog check this shit out I think it was a uh, hit em up, up uh, Tupac joint <laughs> I was like check this shit out dog and you know, Josh was a positive dude or whatever. He, he he always encouraged the homies to do shit or whatever. And he, I know, <laughs> I know he knew that shit was trash, but he's like, dog, that shit tight."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lied to my oh, face. Oh man, let me tell you, let me tell you the secret. It was pretty pretty easy. So you would take um. There was this program called Cool Edit. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's really hard to find programs like that, but it's basically just a raw wave editor. Yeah. And they had all of those effects and stuff, and you could select the percentage that you wanted to slow, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stretch the song out. And basically, I would do that, and I figured out, you know, what's the best setting that I like, and I would just do that. And if you listen to music, um, let me see if I give you an example, you got the right yeah let's say that's all the downbeats all you have to do is select from the downbeat to the upbeat copy that go directly before it and paste it paste it yeah (laughs) and basically that's what i done and now when it came to mixing and stuff that was a little different more complicated you know but i figured out basically all i have to do is make the song that's coming in the same stretched out you know let's say it's four bars yeah the same time as the song before and you overlap it it's perfect <laughs> yeah i mean just manipulating especially the wave file yeah yeah especially with the music that was done at the time where you know the hardware made sure you know that it was um transposed and you know quantized yeah. where it's basically all um electronic tempo so you know it got more complicated when you get with live music and stuff because mm-hmm. No human can actually play on the exact beats per minute unless they're just, you know, some crazy savant. Yeah. But But yeah, so that was the next step. Yeah.
3: It gets like, now, did you get any, because I I heard the stuff that you was putting out or whatever at the time when we was younger or whatever. Did you get any flack? Because, I mean, the authentic screw music came from Houston. Did you get any flack for making your own music?
1: Oh, no. So when when it was the slowed and chopped uh, mixtapes, you know, there was people we would meet who's like, all I listen to is screw yeah. and Fahrenheit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the flat came from it not coming from turntables, yeah. which we see has all changed now. Yeah, right? yeah I, I remember it, that. It was, yeah, it's like, oh, you're doing this on a computer. And, you know, like, I would do things that you can't could not do on a turntable. Yeah. Like that mixing I was talking about, if you have two songs playing at the same time, you cannot chop one or both of them. Mm-hmm because you would need two records. Yeah. Um. Let me explain that real fast. So if I have um a song, what's your favorite song right now? I don't know. I just listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's say want to be a baller. There you so go. I, I take... Want to be a baller. I play them both on the turntables at the same time. I play one slightly ahead of the other mm-hmm. and to chop. All I do is move the mixer to the one ahead and then back to the regular one. Exactly. Um, really fast and that's how you chop so you have to have two of the same record now if you are mixing two different records that aren't the same song then it's impossible to do that right Mm -hmm. so you know that was just the little flack for that and it's like yeah but okay i'm not doing it that way i'm giving people stuff that they can't get from DJ Screw for Mm -hmm. better or worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no i didn't catch much flack just for you know you know because also when people were listening to Screw, that's all they wanted to hear, right? Exactly. I want to hear every song Screwed and mm-hmm. Screw probably didn't have the bandwidth himself or the Desire or the people who were, you know, writing out the list for their mixtapes. They weren't using the same songs we were using, right? Exactly. I did some X-Mob stuff, like who wouldn't want to hear X-Mob slowed and Chopped mm-hmm. when, you know, those are the hometown heroes mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Now, but it still was based off of that DJ Screw yeah. roadmap.
3: Now, I remember, you know, just to go with your point, everybody at the time, anything that they heard, they want to hear it and screw. I can remember taking my yellow Sony Walkman, opening the back of it up, <laughs> and turning the motor dial down. So everything tape that I put in there would automatically pay, play screw. You know, I had a freaking yeah. um, tape recorder boom box that I had a uh, freaking goddamn bungee strapped to my handlebars on my bike that I did the same thing to. <laughs> And we would ride. Yeah, but around. I
1: always found a problem yeah. with that because you couldn't get it to regular speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't really know where that is.
3: Yeah, it's just bp- like bp- it'd, just right? be, it'd be yeah. almost like chipmunk if you try to put it back.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you just never know where the actual initial setting is. Yeah, I'll just like unless like you it. just can figure out where the BPM should be. Yeah, I'll just like, what I'll they like It's it's slow, so it works. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I need to play.
3: Yeah. So I mean we got we got a little bit of insight and, you know, how you came into, you know, your tech technology and everything and whatnot, but was baffling my mind because you know from my standpoint you know looking at you from the outside you know at that time you to me were destined for other things like you had the music thing you had the technology thing going on and whatnot so i thought you might have went off to do other things but you wound up joining the marine corps so you know oh yeah explain this to me
1: yeah. <laughs> something we kind of uh didn't talk about was i did go to college right because you had Um, scholarships for people who Mm -hmm. took certain classes, certain um, GPAs that I qualified for. I went to LSU Mm -hmm. for a year, but you know, um, at that time, I really didn't own my own computer. First off, it was technically my mama's computer. Every computer we got was hers because, you know, it just was. It's the house computer. Went away, really don't have a computer and, you know, I actually went to school for (laughs) uh, I wanted to be a doctor. Work. For whatever I, reason, I could see it. Because I guess I ignored my passions and my hobbies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really wasn't into it. You know, first off, I got a really good education at the schools that I went to. So, you know, people talk about whether or not what school you go to and how good it is. I had a really good education from Washington, Marion. Yeah. When I got to LSU and I'm taking these science classes, I know all this stuff. You know, the first few tests, you know, I make A's and stuff on those without really putting forth any effort. It's boring. I don't want to do that. I want to go and be with the people. So, you know, eventually you just stop going to class and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, while that was going on, I had the crew back in Louisiana, um, in Lake Charles, um, and they were basically coming up with our way to sell more. Because before that, you know, we were in high school and we could sell to people around school and stuff like that. But, you know, Lil Joe, R.I.P., he came up with this grand idea. Hey, we just going to stand on the corner with these CDs. (laughs) 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 Great idea, right? (laughs) So, you know how Washington Marion had that program where you could go to Soella, the community college and take classes and stuff? Well, Lil Joe was in that program. and. You know, he took some marketing classes and stuff, you know, and get the textbooks and we would read these things together. And, you know, how we were talking about, oh, everybody's not a geek or what I said. Yeah. You know, the people who we thought were bad students or children in our rap crew was right there. You know, we're reading these books of, you know, guerrilla marketing and all sorts of marketing books, you know, just because we want to be businessmen, you know, like we want to see the successes of a no limit and stuff like that. So Lil Joe took some of those practices while I was in college doing whatever. And, you know, when I would come back, we would make songs, you know, for the breaks and, you know, I could drop a mixtape and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our name was getting out there because he was selling those tapes. And then I got back for summer and, you know, him, PA and Gmo, I would say were the three while I was gone. I get back from summer this is going on. This is what I really want to do sitting in class and stuff. It's not really what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, to take four years to go ahead and, you know, learn how to use equipment that I'm never really going to have access to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Isn't really, even though the, some of the principles would be good to know, this is not what I want to do. So i done that, you know, and then for the years after that, we did music mostly that sustained us for at least two years you know so we're going through all that you know doing it and then one day i just get this idea to just join the military because <laughs> of you know the geek who stays in the house is now around the club scene and stuff and it's just looks like especially being in that small city there is nowhere to go from there exactly with no real skills because you know i had dropped out of college too yeah so you know one way that i could go and even learn tech more and get paid for it is to do something like join the military um and i uh what am i trying to say <laughs>
3: was in the shock of your life when you found out that it wasn't all
1: that it was. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really did learn tech there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to learn tech. And with the Marines, it was just like, you really don't decide exactly what your job is going to be. So it was just general electronics, Mm. you know, and then I get into whatever they hand down to me. But I wasn't going to actually go, um, you know, active. Oh yeah, alright. That's what I was going to ask. I initially you. went in, I'm like, oh, I'm doing reserve, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I went to MEPS or whatever. I don't even remember the process. <laughs> but one of those times in New Orleans, I was like, I think I'm going to just go, four years ain't that long, really? You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and go, you know, full-time active whatever it's called. Like, And that's how I ended up in the military. And I did learn a lot about electronics, which helped me out with my hobbies later on so you know I appreciate that aspect of it mm-hmm. I mean what, what was Oh that? an organization you can't deny the organization yeah. Even though it seems like there's not much Organization there That helps too
3: Yeah cause like alright you did four correct Yes So was there an adjustment Period when you got out Cause like To me like um, I stayed in for 16 years so when oh, I, wow, So when I got out damn um, I'm because I do security now, and they giving us the safety class on the Glock, and these motherfuckers pointing the gun in the room with everybody else,
1: and I'm like, whoa, what, oh, the, f- yeah. what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was that big of an adjustment. I guess just from that organizational standpoint, where it's so organized in the military, yeah. where you know you got a process and you have the chain of command for everything. Yeah. But other than that, you know, going out is take your skills, right. And showing you how to, you know, write up a resume and all that stuff. I found that Mm -hmm. very valuable. So I jumped out, I was working in retail and then, you know, parlayed all this other stuff into, you know, now I'm going to go into the electronic sector sector somehow, you know, and then I started getting those jobs where, you know, I could at least work with electronics. Yeah. And in factories, manufacturing, stuff like that from the military, from what I learned in the military. What was your MOS? It was electro-optic co technician. Elemental P. (laughs) Yeah, so it was, you know, night vision goggles, thermal sights, um, you know, missile system, um, aligning the missile systems, you know, like the sight sighting for the howitzers and the so M1A1, I guess y'all call them Abrams. Yeah. Oh no, you're you're a Marine. Uh, M1A1, that that sort of thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. So was, and you know, laser range finders, you know, fixing that stuff and you, doing all you those alignments and all that. You pretty much
3: uh, did the inner workings for all the shit that we wind up breaking. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so then there's always a joke, you know. It's did you turn it on? Doesn't have batteries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you did you hit the right switch did you press the right button <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i found that stuff really interesting because when you go in you don't know that this stuff works mm-hmm. you know like what's the one from um uh the javelin you know i'm like wow how what do you mean it takes a picture and then it just finds the target that yeah. just blew my mind at the time you know which is really common nowadays that people don't even realize when you're using like instagram filters and you know, it's basically that same sort of technology that, you know, allows you to do that mm-hmm. now.
3: So you I think you a little more in depth than, you know, how I kind of feel about the things and, you know, I see something and I'm just like, how the fuck do they do that? So where you are, like, how do the fuck can I do that? And then you just like <laughs> in the rabbit hole of a, a lot of things. And that was kind of a lot of the things that, you know, I remember about you that you know that kind of made me want to be a better person you know we talk mm. about people that inspire you or whatever you were one of those even though you didn't know it and uh ramsey was another one because he was the one that got me into the graphic design and so, everything because of the yeah stuff he, he was inspired doing.
1: me ramsey don't know well, i was jealous of ramsey i'm looking <laughs> at him on myspace because those were the days i was talking about yeah you know military days and stuff this dude's making all kind of crazy stuff i'm like wait a minute what's going on over here? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, I want to be like that. Yeah. So he inspired me to be like, I need to get back into this stuff, you know, and do more of that. But the thing is, when you do many different things, yeah, then you don't really have the time for each individual, which comes back to that cliche of, you know, a jack of many trades, master at none. Mm -hmm. But, you know, over 20, 30 years, then you can become, you know, pretty good at a lot of those things. But, the trick is you have to focus on one of those things that all the time, um, you know, at a specific point in time. And I think I've been able to do that yeah. because, you know, I spent some years basically focusing on the music and, you know, audio engineering. I had the electronics time, you know, then I had the um, programming time after that, you know. So and then you start to make those other connections that people can't see if they have focused on one line because then if I'm programming or doing computer programming for the layman mm-hmm. and I know about graphic design, then I can incorporate some of that. So I'm like, I can build a picture with um, some coding language. Yeah. You know, like a type of code that actually creates the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I can type up the code that um, allows me to record a podcast and you know and edit it if you know I really wanted to spend the time making something yeah. like that but I guess that brings us to you know the next step I guess <laughs> yeah. after the electronics it was you know I told you I got out the Marine Corps mm-hmm. and my partner Taro was basically a beast at websites and it's sad because he's no longer doing this programming stuff really Yeah, but I saw he was so much ahead of me and I started podcasting. Oh man. I see some stuff I forget about. Yeah. (laughs) I had a podcast for a long time. And what I wanted to do, I wanted to make a way where people who are people who were like me, you know, who had the same interests and stuff where you could have an online podcast station, basically that just plays audio that you want to hear on a schedule and everything. Mm -hmm. And I came to this point where I was like, I am going to make a program. Yeah. Mind you, my skills weren't there, nowhere near there. And I through Google and the help of one person I met online who I could ask a question to every once in a while, I figured out how to make a program where I could schedule shows mm-hmm. um and play the shows twenty four hours and basically connect it to like a I think it's called Streamcast, Icecast, something like that. Shoutcast, Icecast. And it plays the station 24 hours. And then, hey, I need a website to go along with this. Hey, now I need a mobile app. So I learned those basically three things. You know, the desktop, software, mobile apps, and web development all in one. And I thought a way to do it was to basically go back to school. <laughs> so I was going to go, you know, I started making all this stuff and then I decided I'm gonna to go to this community college and go into the um continuing education program to get a certification or some certs mm. in that. And then I got there and I show my instructors what I'm doing. They're like, wow <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you really don't have anything to learn here. You know, in one of my web development classes Um, The web development class I was in, you know, they switched it out and we got a new instructor, um, like basically when the class started. And, you know, I'm making connections because I've kind of been doing this stuff, changing my MySpace um, page and all that. And the stuff from way back in the 90s and early 2000s, what I was doing. So I'm catching on really fast. And by the end of the class, I had my own personal website. That looked phenomenal because I did have that graphic design, so I knew about how I wanted stuff to look. Yeah, I had a website that I actually put up that promoted myself, you know, showing a little my skills. And that instructor was leaving, and she was really impressed. And I thank her because she suggested that I teach the class Word. on her way out, and the next semester. I think I was teaching it. <laughs> That's freaking crazy, man. Now, yeah. But, but like, like, that, the whole decision. That was my first, quote, legit programming job. Teaching. Work. But like
3: the whole decision to go back to school and everything and finding that like, you know, what holes did the going back to school fill in for you? Because obviously you came in with a, a Pretty good wealth of knowledge. You had something already in the works. But what holes did the education fill in for you?
1: Um, I think when you a lot of people just don't know that which direction to take when you're trying to learn something. So you're trying to find something that at least for some people the steps that will get me to where I want to be, you know? So if you in class, it's is just like if you're taking any online class or searching things, it really didn't fill in those holes for me. Mm-hmm. But in those classes, just like in a Google search or on a website about, you know, how to do something, it taught me some things that I did not know, but I don't think that it really taught me anything, um, that I didn't, um, that I couldn't have learned on my own, but it did give me the opportunity to put something that seems, quote, legit on my resume that would help me later on mm-hmm. because, you know, I did get that teaching position. All right.
3: So, uh, bottom line, everybody, school is a scam and it's just paper, <laughs> certificates.
1: <laughs> yeah. Finding yeah. knowledge of your own. The thing is, it mostly is to me, except if you're going for those specific things where you yeah. need licenses and stuff, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Unless you're like um, a celebrity like Kim Kardashian, then you can take the internship route or apprenticeship route because I even look into that too. Like, do I really have to do six, seven, eight years of school to become a lawyer? Like years ago, I looked into this and I was like, Oh, there's this program where you can do apprenticeship with law firms. But I just think is you know, why would Van Jones pick Kim Kardashian to be the one It's beyond me. But you know, for most things, Um, you really probably don't need that schooling and I'm not discouraging people who like that structure, you know, to help you to learn um, some stuff that you may not know, but you know, you want to be a doctor, uh, an engineer (laughs) um, that's in the workforce. That may help a lot because another thing too, because, you know, I did the electronics in the Marine Corps and then I learned programming Then I married the two, right? Where I can program actual devices. Mm -hmm. Like I work with microcontrollers and microprocessors and stuff like that. You know, and to really be in compliance with a lot of those laws, you know, federal regulations and stuff, you have to have quote some certified uh, engineers in your company. So you either be that or you make up enough money or possibly get some loans to hire a person who will help you be in compliance and stuff like that. So, you know, it has some benefits, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think there could be a reshaping of the way we look at education and how, you know, licensing and stuff applies Mm -hmm. because I think if the person has just decided to buy the books on their own and, you know, they could pass these exams and stuff that they have showed, you know, instead of having to, come out two hundred thousand dollars
3: in debt yeah yeah they they just passed the trials pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't yep i don't even I mean, we just solved the crisis just now just now <laughs> at, at 54 <laughs> minutes and 37 Kim seconds.
1: Kardashian <laughs> is helping us to see the way
3: <laughs> oh, she she helped us see the way many years ago with Ray J. Oh. But, my. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um so not na- nowadays, I mean you you did the podcasting thing, you you developed the apps and everything whatever. I mean, what happened to the podcast?
1: So, how often do you do your podcast? I'm sorry, I haven't been um listening. I haven't I, been a good I, friend. I know, I understand. Um I do mine every week. Okay. So I think we started off once a week mm-hmm. and then we got into daily, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even go through the whole Trayvon Martin stuff. We're going to have to talk about that. But then we went to daily. So, you know, we were knocking them out and not mind you working full time yeah. daily podcast. And then it's kind of like saying the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And because the idea behind the podcast is some social and political change type of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's not always filling. And then when you get into other things, like I said, (laughs) you have to dedicate time to that. So maybe there is a flaw in my personality where I don't really stick to things and can get bored easily and want to move on to other things. But also the landscape had changed where you get the new folks in who are basically celebrities so now the celebrities yeah. like with every other technology that comes along celebrities come in and just basically take over shit. yeah so you know we have celebrities coming in talking about that they're the uh trailblazers of podcasting and stuff Please. you know and once it gets crowded and then you get the celebrity factor on top of it it's kind of like you know my desire is away but i think about Doing it again nowadays, just because I really do like, you know, kind of even what we're doing here. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just sitting here talking for an hour or two. I don't know how long we're gonna be, mm-hmm. but yeah. So we just it just kind of fizzled out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and there's like, like not one thing that's just like hey, we're done. Yeah.
3: So now with the um going from the weekly to the daily or whatever, was that just kind of more of to fill the field, um, app that you was fueling with content?
1: Oh no, I don't know if the app came after or before. I don't know, but no, it wasn't because the part the the app consisted of different people's content. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't just um, you know, our content. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no nah, that was that wasn't the reason for that. It was just, you know, like I said, I wanted people to, you know, have a place to go where you always have something you can listen to where yeah. you don't have to always search out where the new podcasts are you know we had a way of actually getting the newest content mm-hmm. so let's say we had a um professional left podcast when the new episode comes out we get it and bam you know Isn't that- it's scheduled mm-hmm. almost automatically so,
3: cool so now many moons later um you ventured into the world of youtube and whatnot. So what was the oh, dri- yes. what was the drive
1: behind that then? Okay, so if you go look at Hype the Great YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I'm going to boast a little bit. You know, um, I give it up to Soldier Boy all the time yeah. because of what he done in terms of letting the industry realize that the internet is where it's at. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to His channel, about. his channel is the only one that I could find that's older than mine. Even though I wasn't using it back then, but 2006, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you go and look, but it's a whole bunch of channels in between there. But, you know, kind of my demographic and what we look at, you know, that's the only one I could find, Mm -hmm. especially nowadays. You know, if you look at almost any people that came after. But so I've been doing this back in 2010. I was dropping a weekly freestyle on the Hype the Great channel on YouTube, you know, but YouTube really wasn't monetized for nothing. Mm hmm it just kind of wasn't the place to go either during the days of the podcast and that website, you know, we would drop stuff there as well. And one of the big things that happened in 2012 was Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, all that stuff. Yeah. Now, when it comes to that, we really took off in that aspect because, you know, we, when situations like that happen, the press tends to decide what they want to put out for people Mm -hmm. to see. So you would get a clip from the audio or whatever. And we took it upon ourselves to say, we are going to get all of this evidence and we're going to post it for everybody to see so that you can come to your own conclusions about it rather than a sound bite from news networks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got all of the calls That initially came out, went to the state of Florida, uh, uh, district attorney or whoever and filed and paid to be a part of the press to get all the releases for everything. Right. So we started doing that, started a whole website, put all that stuff up. And we used, um, YouTube at that time because, you know, we did some podcasts we would put portions of podcasts on YouTube. And then when the trial came, and before the trial, some of the evidence to host the video files, you just put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. So we did that. And then if you go back and you if, if you're able to find it, we started putting every piece of evidence out for the public. And then George Zimmerman's le- legal team decided to do the same thing because, of course, through discovery and everything, they would get the evidence first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And they would selectively put out what they want to put out. But, you know, we were dropping everything. So we kind of started that whole thing and we were basically a part of that wave that we have now where, you know, every case, everybody's a sleuth. And, you know, we were written about in numerous publications for, you know, the stuff that we done back then. But, you know, that's where we were on YouTube doing a lot of that, posting a lot of that every once in a while portions of the podcast. And then You know, at that point, I really wasn't posting a lot of music stuff because the way the industry's changed. Mm -hmm. And then. Later on, I just decided, you know, every once in a while, every couple months, post something, post a beat here, post a beat there. Mm -hmm. And then I just started talking about the music in probably 2018, probably about a year ago. Started talking about the music, what the people who were involved were saying about this great music that we had on our websites back in the 90s. My site, The South, yeah. <laughs> back in the 90s. And basically, one video hit. And you once you see an opportunity, like I did, yeah. when, you know, the instructor said, hey, you should teach this class. You know, you have to take those opportunities, especially when you grew up poor and black. You know, you can't pass that up. Video popped off. Hey, do more of this. And so now what I do is I had the opportunity to interview some of these players who we do talk about in Southern rap music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we spent some time on West Coast, um, Bay Area, and Midwest rap. I had the opportunity to interview them. So I basically cataloging the history of the music we grew up on and love and showed yeah. up on our mixtapes and all that. So it all sort of does come full circle.
3: Yeah. Cause uh what you had an interview with ESG. um, I
1: think uh, what um busy bone, maybe I believe. Yeah. ESG busy bone theme from no limit. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some more stuff coming up. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Now, now the evolution of uh your youtube presence and whatnot like like i said i remember the freestyles that you would post and whatnot the videos and oh then all do the, you <laughs> yeah I, I remember i remember i i, I heard i even hurt some of them on um cd and everything back in the day but you know you went from what that, you
1: have cd of
3: it no i had you you hear the word had <laughs>
1: no but i'm talking about the stuff from like around 2010.
3: i've heard it i don't have it anymore
1: what? Because I don't remember putting those CDs out. Who's bootlegging me? Ah, uh, bootlegging the hype.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bootlegging the bootlegging. I don't know. But, um, you know, you went from that to the music to the um, other stuff that you was just laying out and everything. I think sometime in between in there, you was actually ha- had, um. I don't know if it was the same channel or another channel to where you was repairing electronics and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. You know, I don't like to talk about that. I like to try to separate those brands. But, yeah, what I do, you know, uh, technology has evolved a lot where you can get very small computers and different devices. So I do, um, I do spend some time doing that. So, you know, I do like some automation stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it's connecting to the outside world and the internet of things. So like messing around with motion sensors and different stuff like that. So I do have a channel that I dedicate to, you know, electronics basically and programming. So, yeah, I try to show some of that off. But the thing with that is, you know, if I'm doing one of the things I had was a thing I called home girl or homeboy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's sort of like, I don't want to say the word, but these devices like the Google Home and the Echo Dot by Amazon, where you have a wake word you say it and then you get it to respond to different devices and stuff. So I, you know, share stuff like a video that has showed me taking a picture, um, by me saying, take a picture and, you know, turning on and off lights and stuff like that through this device that I program. Word. Um, but if you know, you have a channel like that, it takes a long time. You can't just put those up every week. You know nah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. it takes time to make stuff like that. And, You know, that's the kind of stuff that I would want to do. But, you know, a video every two weeks or two a month on YouTube just doesn't work. And, you know, nobody's really going to see it. But a lot of this stuff, you know, that I tell you about that I do is sort of out of necessity. Right. Mm -hmm. I build stuff and learn things based on what I need. Mm -hmm. Like with the streaming program, you know, we needed a program to do this. You know, um, graphics. I needed to do that um, for the music and I needed to learn to do music and audio editing and that sort of thing because I needed to make the songs, you know, and maybe need isn't the correct word. But you know what I'm saying? I need to learn these things to be able to do something else. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yep. So,
3: man, I mean, you needed to do all that to pique my interest to get you here on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I need to, you know, and what was it? Oh, maybe it was that channel you're talking about, but no, maybe it was the podcast. Like, I think I have some pretty good ideas. Maybe I should start um, telling people what I think sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, you know, I tried that in music, right? I'm rapping about, Mm -hmm. you know, these hard-hitting topics, but, you know, that really don't work that well in music. Yeah, not but, a lot of times. You know, then I learned some more throughout the years in digital marketing that well, you can find the people for that exact type of music now, which was much harder back in the days.
3: Yeah, because now it's just like there's a whole you can probably find a section of the internet that just caters to that one thing and whatnot, and just <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> thrive there. Do you
1: do you remember Web Rings? i not That's something people not familiar with, but in the '90s, you know the way that search engines are set up now are way, way different. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to Google and it's basically, Google has already looked at everything on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And back in those days, you used stuff like AltaVista Search or Yahoo Search, and you would submit your website to get put onto those um, search engines, but everybody didn't get added, so you would never be found. Mm -hmm. But one way that people kind of solved that was creating web rings where it's basically a piece of code that you put on the bottom top wherever in your website Mm. and you're basically added to this network of sites so then i click on it and then it'll show me all these other music sites so we did this you know yeah that happened and i had my own web ring back then too you know adding people who had music sites and you know that was a way back then that you could do it. And it's so much easier now. Exactly. To actually find the people who you're trying
3: to reach. Mm-hmm. If I like freaking black cosplay, I just type it in and it'll take me all over. That, I know, that right? scene and whatnot. <laughs> hmm. Now, um, yep. you, you kind of touched on it a, a little bit and I tried to jump in on it or whatnot. Uh, Soldier Boy and whatnot in, in regards to music and whatnot. Who else do you think was a, a a game changer around in that era, or you know, for the current product mm. of uh, music? Because I would say Soldier Boy and Lil Wayne.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I would say Lil Wayne, um, Lil Wayne, T Pain, um, those sort of people, because you know, T Pain ushered in the whole Auto Tune sound, yeah, and then maybe even Kanye too. Um, Lil Wayne come in and he put his take on that and trying to be lyrical in it. And then um, Kanye saying, I can't sing, but I'm going to sing on auto-tune, yeah. right? But I think the part that's missing is probably Zaytoven with that Atlanta bass, um, those that 808 sound. Mm-hmm. I think all of that coming together probably brought what we have now. Now, if you go to my channel, or my Discord and all that, and where we discuss this stuff, a lot of people will talk about Bone thugs and harmony Uh and uh, Lord Infamous saying that that triplet style is, everybody gets that from Lord Infamous way back in the 90s. And, you know, Bone, of course, they're going to say, you know, that whole singing and quote rapping fast stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, around that time, Lil Wayne, because even when Drake came out at the time, I was like, dang, he sounds like Lil Wayne.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And a lot of the people. And this dude was like, if you would listen to the radio, you know how they used to do the top 10? I don't know if they still do that because I don't listen to the radio Media. anymore. <laughs> he was on every single song. Exactly. <laughs> like, if if somebody is in every single song, you know that they are influencing whoever the up-and-coming Fahrenheit's at 12 years old. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Now, um, damn, I had some. With Drake, uh, (laughs) we were talking about how he sounded like Lil Wayne. And I noticed that, like, people that he has signed in his camp, a lot of them sound like Drake.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's how it always happens. You know, like, people really talk about the 80s and 90s in rap and how, you know, everybody had their own styles and stuff. Mm -hmm. But not really. People really did sound like folks who came before them because it's really hard two for people to come out with their own stuff like the game changers like Timberland where he's like, I'm really changing up how we do drums now. Yeah. You know, and I think that comes from sort of, you know, what's become one of my main um I don't know, models. It's not really a motto. I don't know. I don't have the words right now. But our philosophy that the people who I don't want to sound arrogant like me who try to teach themselves they look at stuff differently than somebody than from looking at some other person doing it and showing them how to do it mm-hmm. so if you know you coming under Drake and you're looking up to Drake to know what a good rapper is and how to rap your sound it's going to be similar to those yeah. people who you are listening to and stuff and I think like with a Timberland, he probably you know, didn't have a lot of the means and stuff like other folks. So I'm going to figure out how to make a beat. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to figure out how to make drums and then maybe it's accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're actually on the outside, then you're not going to develop the same things as people who are basically in the standards of how things are done.
3: Yeah. And now, you know, to bring it back to even to touch on the point that you just brought up here, I'm glad you told me no when I asked you
1: about that logo, (laughs) because I feel like, dude, you know what? I think about it. I probably didn't even make that logo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, man,
3: it it happened that way because it was meant to be. So, like, Hmm. hearing no from you made me find out how to do it my own way. Because I feel like if you would have showed me and whatever, I would have been more. It would have been more of your style translated through me. Oh yes.
1: definitely it would have been so
3: yeah because
1: you know i find that with a lot of people you know when people really want to learn how to do things like even in that class i was telling you about web development that i was doing with the other students basically the students sit around and wait for the instructor to tell them what to do Mm -hmm. so all you're going to be able to do is what somebody told you to do and i think it's just the type of person so maybe if i did show you you know you still would have you know made some own your own connections too so sometimes i think you know it really is the person too and you know we're not all wired the same so you know you never know yeah
0: word
3: so all right we done went through the gambit of all the things you and whatnot uh and you know you got (laughs) things that you uh, probably got sitting in the recesses of your mind and whatnot what's next man I mean, you got anything else creeping to your forefront as far as interests?
1: Um, no, it's probably just more into developing tech. I really like that part of it. You know, programming, different things. The thing about it is that it does take a lot, you know, because we didn't even talk about how I do like, um, you know, 3D modeling, trying to learn that. You yeah. know, it takes a lot of time. I actually, you know, did release. Uh, game app that has, you know, 3D characters and stuff like that. So, you know, now I think that is a good place to go, the world of 3D, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, augmented reality Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing is what I'm really looking at because even on top of that, something that's not hasn't really become standardized but that's there on the forefront is that um, 3D audio where You know, you probably noticed from gaming, you know, you turn to the left and yeah. then you hear that sound mm-hmm. more. Yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah, where it's basically true, true surround sound, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that possibility is there and it's being done right now. In yeah. you know, what are they called? Are they called not 3D videos, 360 videos? Yeah, I have, that. I have one of those. Yeah, so basically the same thing is done in sound and with video. So, you know, I don't know what's there, you know, but, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, what could be done in that space. Yeah,
3: because there's a program that I use to edit videos called LumaFusion that I use on my tablet and they have even export settings for 3D sound. So, oh, yeah, it's there.
1: Oh, yeah, because, I'm you know, I've done some videos with it, but it's just the delivery of it that's a problem right now. Yeah. So, you know, even is it reason or something? No, it's some. Um, uh, I can't think of the software right now, but I do. I have done it, you know. So, you know, I, w- I would like to make like, you know, videos where, hey, you see the speakers over there and the sound is coming directly from those speakers. And then there's so many things that you could do with um augmented reality and virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you can manipulate the actual song with the turn of the devices and hits and stuff, you know, where like maybe your strings change or you get a whole different verse on it staying because of your orientation. Like, you know, I'm giving out my secrets, but I hope that people do um, go into that, you know, and then I'll probably try to be on the forefront of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, I can do this already. You feel me? I just need the delivery of it. But I think it's coming. You know, it's probably gonna take a long time but you know i don't know where i'm gonna be most of the stuff that we have talked about was kind of just a natural evolution into Mm -hmm. that so even if it happens uh, it doesn't mean that i'm actually going to be there yeah so yeah man
3: i i really enjoyed this man you you gave you filled in the, the gaps of uh you know time and space between you and me and whatnot because like i you were always there lurking in the background and whatnot but you know i didn't know too much about what was going on
1: (laughs) yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah r.i.p jelly man yeah so you know i do have a video that i just you know because we were recording videos throughout all this time Mm -hmm. you know when we were doing music and stuff and there's this one with uh jelly in the band and stuff (laughs) you know on the corner of Martha and Shattuck, I believe it was man i need i need to get that from you <laughs> oh yeah him and um, jam they when i was doing music you know they jam to this day he would be calling out songs that nobody knows because yeah. this was before anybody even heard anything you know it's when i was whack 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 <laughs> 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 i was a, one of the whackest rappers you could hear <laughs> but see, that,
3: that was but the yeah, thing. That they, was the thing about it, though, man. It's like you were doing something when a lot of us wasn't doing nothing. So you yeah. know, it wasn't good at the time. But I wouldn't never call you what.
1: Oh yeah, but you know, I go back and listen. But I do think, like I say, you do it more and more. You're gonna get better at it if you're trying to get better at it. And I think, like I eat up most rappers nowadays. Work. Not nowadays, but most rappers. Yeah. Period. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah man oh it's been a blast from the past and whatnot we need to do this again you know maybe it'll get you back oh, into yeah. the groove of podcasting and whatnot but um before you ride out into the sunset and whatnot let everybody know where they can find you on social media and what you got going on
1: just look up Hype the great on youtube h-e-i-t um and i'm h-e e-i-t dot That's my website, and you know, it's not really that important to me. Just look up my name. Like, right? that's another thing about how I feel about this technology. Just search stuff. Come on, y'all. H e i t t h e g r e a t hype the great.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. We clear, man. Cool. Yeah. So I got. Yeah. This. So what? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs>
1: Um. What you um? What are you editing you?
3: I got a audacity.
1: Are you on um? Spotify. Yes. How you get
3: on Spotify? I'll send you a link. You
1: just signed up for beta. N- no, I just because I just found out about it yesterday.
3: Oh no! I'll send you the link. It's just it's straightforward oh. now. You just go to the um the link I'ma send you, and you just sign up, and they'll put that shit on there. Hmm. I Pretty mean, it's cool. that simple. Ooh.
1: What else are you on? You on uh? I'm what's on. Start the S.
3: I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Spreaker. Yeah, Stitcher. I'm on Spotify. I'm on I- Apple Pods. I'm on Google Play. I'm on all the things, dog. I'm everywhere.
1: What's your listeners like?
3: Um, currently, uh, overall, yeah. to- overall total is like over thirty thousand. But week-to-week week has been uh, upwards of, like, I've been getting in, like, the close to the fives and shit. 100. Oh, dang. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it spiked currently. Oh, well, not currently. Recently. Um, within probably about the last two months, my um, percentages as far as um, my week-to-week numbers has just been going up. And I was like, I don't know why, and I don't care why. I'm just um, glad it's happening, I guess.
1: So are you – are your stats in one place?
3: Yeah, it's all in one place. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, because it attracts yeah. Spotify and all those other places in the same place.
1: And it's posted to your website, too?
3: What um, my account is. Oh, yeah. Um, the links to it are on the website. Um, I don't have it like the wrestling podcast I do. And then you know, if I had any other podcasts that I was doing at the time, a lot of them shits don't pan out because you know I didn't have an interested party or whatever. But those are directly into the website, so I host those directly from the website. But the this show, that's through a Podbean, so all that stuff is in one. How
1: place. many podcasts you have?
3: Two. One one is a uh, this one, and then the other one is a uh, professional wrestling. Me and my wife tried to do one; she brought it up as an idea, but she didn't want she didn't have a lot of follow through on it, so it just kind of.
1: Oh yeah, off. that's what you're gonna find a lot of times too. Oh yeah,
3: the goddamn,
1: trying se- to work with somebody else, yeah, yeah it's gonna
3: s- work. Seven hundred and <laughs> seven hundred and thirty something thousand podcasts, and only thirty percent of them bitches are active.
0: <laughs> mhm.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a, So, a-
1: are you trying to grow on YouTube and stuff?
3: Man, I put stuff out there or whatever, but it's
1: just like I checked out your YouTube channel. It's whack. (laughs) So one thing you don't want on YouTube is long stuff that people don't listen to the entire thing. So probably shorter stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I I figured that out the hard way. Three clips a week. What'd you say?
3: Yeah, I said I figured that out the hard way.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) More. (laughs)
3: Put out three short clips a week. You know, you'll be all right but you know what the crux what the thing of it is it wasn't so much to like get popular on youtube for me for me it was more of just trying to master the tools of putting out a video on youtube or whatever to work the camera get the filters right and everything the sound and all that stuff so that's basically what my project is with the youtube videos and stuff just to oh you're trying to video
1: actual video
3: yeah i'm just trying to master the equipment so i mean i really don't give a shit about the youtube per se but if i can get better at the equipment the tools and whatnot then you know i would be I inclined know. To post more you
1: stuff. monetize it you can, you might be like oh shit fuck this podcast <laughs>
3: i'm telling you yeah i know because i got so, i got a dude i just had on here um chris van vliet or whatever and that's what he does this is his bread and butter he's on youtube all the goddamn time and now he's just turning his audio from the youtube uh interviews that he does into uh podcast, podcast content yeah.
1: So. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why a bunch of people is going from YouTube to podcasts. And I'm like, no, it's kind of backwards because you're going to have to fight more for the monetization of that when you already got your monetized platform. Yeah. Well, but d- that's, they're doing that once they're celebrities per yes. se. And then you basically added another celebrity to the list, yeah. to our selection from podcast. Yeah. You know,
3: because i like um you know everybody don't have youtube premium or whatever they just can't turn the video on and turn the screen off and listen to the audio or whatever Why? Yeah, i
1: know right so oh yeah i guess so yeah, so that's yeah but i go. just add you in um on my tv oh well on my roku true <laughs> oh yeah that's another thing i did too roku channel oh you, you made what yeah word man ain't, what what can't you do dude <laughs> <laughs> well what i like to do say is man i could do anything like when um that's funny because on one of our vlogs that's like in the theme song but <laughs> like you know when you know these products come out and stuff i'm like man i could do that yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like i'm like wow they're acting like this is just great technology yeah. for the day but people just so unaware
0: yeah
3: because like man i can make that yeah because like bluetooth technology is probably cheap as fuck man they got mo- they're making fucking bluetooth water bottles dog. come on now why the fuck are you gonna need a Bluetooth oh, yeah. water oh. bottle <laughs> all right
1: oh so with um like some of the stuff i do the uh, um hardware type of stuff with yeah you know they have like wi-fi modules mm-hmm. for um five dollars yeah. you know and they're about the size a little smaller than a sd card and you know you get a bunch of those then you could basically have them all talk to each other yeah per se so that's like basically all your home devices that you're using that you're paying two hundred dollars for Word, goddamn scam. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm gonna have to hit you up, maybe me some uh freaking random rounds of Rob merch and shit. With goddamn Bluetooth ass speakers or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna try you a lot. So uh, okay, well, know. fuck it. I go figure it out myself, just like you did. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: no. Think about it. That's why. That's why a lot of this yeah. stuff, you know, I just don't put out because it takes a lot of time and is it really worth the effort because people don't really want to pay for what stuff we're like over the past week, somebody asked me about an app. Somebody asked me about, uh, animation video or whatever. And I'm like, man, y'all don't even have the money to pay for it. So (laughs) take that money and put it in advertising. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or Or the little money you thought that this could get you. But that's a problem now. Like people don't really know pay. what this stuff, yeah, really takes to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, do people approach you to do graphics?
3: Well, that people see that's the thing though. I keep that to myself. So I mean, I don't get a hmm. lot of people approaching me for it. Cause like when I make shit, I like to make shit for me. Cause I kind of feel like it's gonna take a lot out. Know I mean, that's just how I am. I just like if I'm getting yeah. paid to do all this shit for other people. It's just like I'm taking away the joy from me doing it for me, you know.
1: Um, yeah, but see, the, my point is though that if they did, you know, they're not gonna be wanting to pay you what it's worth. Oh yeah, I know. So you know what we try to do is basically really work with the corporations because you know their money is just yeah. Because if and you can make it for them, who have a small business, you don't really have the money, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do all this. Yeah, be like work, and feel like I got fucked
3: over, and then yeah, you make the prototype, you know, you can sell to somebody else, and they can just replicate, it and you just step away and collect the money. <laughs>
1: no, nah, it's more like so. One of the things we do, we do like um, translations and stuff for you know these companies, like pharmaceutical companies and stuff. Yeah. For you know their training and stuff, and you know when they drop a check. You know, you like, all right, I can block off six months of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like people don't like, hey, make me an app. It might take me, if I'm working on it all the time, three, four months. You know what I'm saying? Or are you willing to pay for my life
3: yeah, for, for four months? Three, four months. Yeah. That makes sense, man. You're right.
1: Probably not.
3: Yeah. Because, I mean, people see an app is damn, you go download it and two seconds later it's on your phone and you working this bitch or whatever And it is yeah because even you explained it you know writing the code to make the thing do the thing and all this other shit
1: oh yeah and then it's gotten harder you know like they're supposedly making it easier with websites Mm -hmm. but now to just basically get the first piece up it's requiring so much with this javascript and stuff because you gotta Install all this stuff and just man. Man, I looked at that shit one. T- I looked at that shit one time and I was like, "Fuck this couch." <laughs> I was like, man, nah, I mean, you can do it though. But I'm telling you, if you get into it, dog, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Like it. my website, I basically just put that one up because it's funny. You know, like we really do. Our company is a digital marketing company, basically. And for a while, you know, we didn't even have a website ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's like this roofing company down the street. We're like, well, you do roofing and windows and look at your roofing and windows. But, (laughs) you know, it just takes extra effort to do that stuff for yourself. And, you know, I basically just put my website up, you know. But, of course, I didn't do it the traditional way where I'm going to take what I already know I like. I'm going to learn this new framework and use that for my website.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Uh, let me go ahead and gear up for this next interview. I'm just shooting these bitches out, man. Oh, man. what's up? Goddamn, height the great. <laughs> man, I ain't talked to that dude in a while, man. A- as he mentioned, we did uh, meet up back in Lake Charles, you know, where, where we're both from, in a Walmart just randomly, you know, just. We, <laughs> it was weird because, like, I was coming around one side of the aisle and everything, and I just kind of look up. If we locked eyes, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it was almost like one of them gunslinger moments or whatever. He's like, Wr-na-na-na-na! and fucking tumbleweed rolled through the between the both of us and shit. And yeah, and got his number and just been kind of keeping tabs on him and everything. Cause, you know, as I told him, I mean, he was um, an inspiration. He was, we didn't hang out a lot because, you know, we were just two different types of kids, man. He was. Inclusive, like you were saying, just, you know, trying to learn things. And I just wanted to be a dumbass kid and go run around in the streets and, you know, do all kind of the stupid shit and everything. But um, him and, uh, you know, another guy that I mentioned back from my hometown, uh, Ramsey, they were always into tech and some kind of like graphic design or something like that. And that was something that really piqued my interest. And um, they were just the ones that took it a step further. You know, I'm pretty decent at it. But, you know, they just took it to a whole nother level. And I look to them for a lot of things and uh especially Ramsey for guidance and, you know, tips and tricks and everything to kinda help me be better at what I was trying to do and whatnot. But yeah. So it was it's fucking awesome to sit down and talk with them for a little bit. And, you know, yeah, yeah, check him out on YouTube, Height the Great. You know, you want to relive some of the best uh, music of our genre of our time from the 90s and <laughs> early 2000s and shit uh, hit him up it's a good watch good listen and dude is like super smart man hit him up if you got bundles and bundles of cash to make you things because whatever you want you can probably make it alright so with that being said I got, I got some more announcements and things to add you know I've been telling you about Atlantic City for the J1Con November 2nd November 3rd now we adding to the list. Um, coming up here, October eighteenth through the twentieth, we got uh, the the Pandemic tour that's coming through H Town at the NRG Center. So I'll be a part of that. So here's your advertisement. I'm gonna be there. Come check me out. Give me them crisp high fives. I'm gonna be like rapid fire, pew pew pew, looking like he hind off a street fighter and shit. Ta, 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 ta. All the high fives I plan on giving out. <laughs> so uh pandemic going on October. 18th through the 20th at the uh, NRG Center, come out have a good time. November 2nd, November 3rd, Atlantic City, New Jersey. J1 Khan at the Showboat Casino, formerly the Showboat Casino, now it's a hotel. Just strictly dickly. Ooh, strictly dickly. Yeah, that didn't sound right. It just what popping in my head. though. I ain't no homo. There you go. I, I, <laughs> that's how you wipe it out. You gotta say no homo. But um, and November 16th here houston texas bar bohemi for the second annual h-town pie fest out of the three i'm excited for all of them especially going to like new jersey and uh see a couple of people but the h-town pie fest that's my jam because i get to bundle up with all my local houston podcasters and everything we just have a good time we had such a good time last year i'm glad that we're doing it again this year we got the same venue that we got last year and um we putting it out there uh, with a little more advanced notice than from what we did last time so now uh, more people should show up I hope so anyway if not I'm still have a ball regardless they got some fries that I say is racist what do they call them uh, Vietnamese fries I was like that's just racist I don't know why I just um, like to build up controversy but anyway that's it j one Con Pandemic Tour H-Town pie Fest Might have something pop up in between all these things. I know in September I'm going to New Orleans but that's not like for an event or nothing like that. Well it is sort of a, an event type thing. Um, September is the birth month of Mrs. B-Rob and she never been to New Orleans so she want to go to New Orleans and do some things. Also three days after Mrs. B-Rob's birthday is our anniversary. We've been together uh, married 11 years. So a lot of things popping off of September. So I'm, I'm look, September, October, November. You know, I just need something for December and January to round out the damn thing. You know, uh, August 31st, I'll probably be hanging out at the what was it, at the Southern Star Brewery, because I can't say it all together in one word. And um, I was there last night to celebrate the uh, Past the Gravy Pods 300 episode. They had a big shindig over at the Southern Star brew brewery and I had one of the best goddamn tortoise that I had in my motherfucking life um, we had a food truck out there in, uh, in front of the um, the brewery and it was so goddamn delicious I've only had three tortas since I moved to Houston from three different places one was a restaurant by the movie tavern out there off of 45 and then I had one From a food truck where I used to live Before we moved over here in spring And this one From this food truck by far is the best torta I had since I've been in Houston I only had three from three different Places so but by far This is hands down the best one I forget the Name of the food truck but I took a picture of it So (laughs) uh, If I find you somewhere again It's going down gotta get some more tortas, but yeah So if you want to come out on the 31st of august to the uh, southern star brewery just to hang out or whatever i don't know if i'm gonna be podcasting i know just meet up with some people we exchange some crisp high fives talk about some car games and all kind of other shit so come hang out there you go um that's it man let me go on Pumped this out for y'all It's already pumped out If you're listening to it I don't know why I say that shit I just it's something I do in my head But um, you can follow me On Twitter At It's B-Rob That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B If you don't talk Professional wrestling And any other General shenanigans That's the place you do it um, This show that you're Listening to Also has us on Twitter At 3R Show And you can also Follow me on Instagram to where I walk the hollowed halls of Walmart. Shout out to Jay Pingeo. He, he heard my hook that I made from my last uh, Walmart log by my sweatpants, my flip flops. And you want to make a song out of it <laughs> so <laughs> you can jump on the track and we can make a track out of that. And um, you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show and help it grow. Uh, Patreon by merch or whatever. But, you know, next to all that, you don't have to spend a dime of your money. The most important way that you can help this show and any other show is to write reviews give me five stars or less i hope preferably five stars but if you have anything under uh five stars leave some feedback um write reviews freaking tag people share the episode like subscribe and all those things those things really help to show out
0: and um that's it i'll see you next time